0: Shotgun look Baker, good snap, looking to his left, looking for the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans, he makes the catch, touchdown Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, Hooters the official wing joint since 1983. Now your co-hosts, former Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips.
1: Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I am Casey Phillips, joined by Allie Marpet and Robert Hainsey. Rob, thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me. This is a real treat to be with you guys. I
1: love it. I will say, I approached Robert about coming on. I said, me and Allie, and he was like, yes.
3: I so love that. He <laughs> was mean, like,
1: this is the easiest ask in the it, whole world.
3: It's so low stakes. I mean, you it's all chop it off, talk a little football. Little chalk talk. Little chalk talk. Easy <laughs> enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was after a more fun game. We we're gonna talk about the game a little bit. We're gonna talk about you, uh, get into some fun stuff as well later on. Um, first to start with, I I just have to ask, like, what did it feel like in this game of compared to especially what I'm sure you guys were expecting? You know, did practice feel okay? Was there any indication this was gonna happen, or was it a basically a complete surprise to you guys?
2: No, I think it's just it's one of those games where we couldn't get in a groove, things couldn't go well, um, you make some mistakes, you're not executing well, you have the turnovers, it's just hard to win like that. You really can't win like that in this league. So it's tough to be the, feel the frustration going through it. You never really expect that to happen, and you really try to dig your way out of it like we did at the end. Sometimes that's what, all you can do, but uh, at a certain point, there's not enough time left to do what you need to. And
1: what did it feel like, especially for you guys on the offense or offensive line? What was it defensively that they were doing so well to slow you guys down, especially early?
2: Um, they they did a really good job uh, moving things in the run game, especially moving backers, moving the front, and that's that's tough to stop. Sometimes um, it felt like we would we could protect pretty well, and that in the secondary kind of had things blanketed. It's tough to say from that perspective, from an offensive line perspective, but. When you go back and watch, you're like, okay, there was really there wasn't much he could do here. Uh, talking about Baker, when you look at where his options were,
3: well, I think like it, it speaks to when a team gets out in front in the in the NFL, like it's just so easy to, or it makes it much more easy to sort of scheme up your team, scheme, scheme up your defense, right? So like when defensive players can pin their ear back, ears back and they can give you the exotic stuff, so it, it, that's why you know you have to stay competitive throughout the entire game. But when you do. Find yourself in those situations. It's brutal. It's so hard to call yourself out. And um, I mean that's what happened to you guys. I mean you you did you did some work towards the end of the game, but you were just so far behind that it's like hard when you know you can't really run the ball, you can't really do the things that you would want to do from like a, a scheme standpoint or like from a philosophy standpoint, it's really difficult. So yeah.
1: And for you guys knowing that what was kind of at stake now, what's the response knowing that now? I mean, it, it was already winning in and now it is like that's it. This is the, the last chance for the playoffs. You win, you're in, you lose, you're not. What is the mentality now? What is the, the feeling and vibe knowing that that was a really tough game and it's, it's tough to recover from something like that? But knowing like there is no time to, to waste essentially in that recovery effort.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you take this game uh you take the negatives and you take the positives because everyone's going to have a few positives even in the game like that there's things that you did well that you can build off of but there's things that we all need to improve on too you take those things this week into this week of preparation and it's the same situation just go win the game and we keep playing so we have a lot to learn from that game a lot to improve on and i think if we do those things then we play the the level we've been playing at and that we're capable of playing of we'll be fine
3: I mean, there's no time to, like, <laughs> mourn the loss. Yeah, yeah it does matter. It's, you guys are a good team. Like, you are. You played a bad football game. That happens. Like, that happens to really good teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you just move on, and you know how important the next game is, and everybody hopefully can play to their ability levels. So yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a great way that you put it in terms of still, you know, the idea of the identity of the team versus the outcome of one game, and especially knowing the four games before that had just been so incredible, this win streak, and especially offensively, it felt like so much had changed, so much had started clicking. What does it feel like now as you look at the offense as a whole, like, what would you say the identity is? What is the the success rate, the place that you guys feel you're at at this point in the year going into crunch time of the the status and the identity of this offense?
2: I think the way we've improved over the course of the season has been really fun to be a part of and really cool to see because we have found this, this identity in our run game and calling the runs, making them work, getting the play actions off of it and getting our shots off of that. And Like Ali said, like, it's, it was just a bad game. Uh, things didn't work out very well, and that, that happens. So we don't need to change. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We don't need to do anything crazy. We just need to do what we're good at and execute it better.
1: And I know that both of you guys, were talking to Robert Hainsey here, have uh, a lot of familiarity with the Saints at this point. What is it about playing a team that there is such a kind of rivalry there, some some not great feelings and a lot of familiarity as well?
3: I love the not great feelings. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was trying to put it as as, as radio gently, approved as, gently as, as, possible. as you could. Yes. No,
3: I mean, I think when you when you know each other as well as you do as a division opponent, there's just like for, from an individual, from a player standpoint, there really is like a game within a game. Uh, because you you're so many reps against these guys, so like you can't just you, you really do have to be creative about how you approach every every rep, and I think that can be challenging. And I think that sometimes you know, for the most part, you know, your skill guys can show up because your 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 five star players or whatever show up, but it, it really is uh, a more challenging approach, and you have to be a little bit more creative in you, how you uh I think game plan. Yeah,
2: it's a uh, it's also just. You know that they're gonna have something different than they always have, because every time you can watch, especially I mean week seventeen, you watch all the games and watch all their film and have plans for all these looks, and you're expecting a look that you're not that you haven't seen yet. So have an idea on how you're gonna get everyone on the same page and pick pick up whatever they decide to bring too is is part of it.
1: And what was Coach's message to you guys after the game and, and just even what you guys are as players saying to each other, just kind of the, the different ways that everybody's trying to encourage and then inspire for this next week?
2: I think it's just kind of, hey, look in the mirror, look yourself in the mirror, own what we did. It wasn't good enough. We all know that. We don't need to pretend like anything else, like anything else is the case, but it's on to Carolina. Like like we said earlier, we got a great week of work ahead of us to go win the division, get in the playoffs, and then go from there.
3: So I'm I'm not a gambling man, but these your your point about the division games, like those, like such a a crapshoot. I Mm -hmm. mean, like you you think you you match up in a certain area, and something goes totally different, and then also like um, even even records, I feel like kind of just go out the window. It's like you're both like zero zero, like going into it like every division game, and so I mean, I think that can be helpful as a framework for next week, right? So like you need to know that because
2: that's what that's what you got ahead of you, yeah it's not it's never going to be an easy game versus division opponent because like we just talked about, they know they, they're going to have a great plan no matter what. So you got to be prepared for everything they have. And especially in this situation there, you know, Carolina's going to throw everything they have at us to keep us out just because they can.
1: Yeah. it's what, it's what you do in the other situation. Everybody wants to play spoiler, you know? Um, so I know also <laughs> for you guys, the idea of, the opening drive, we know that uh, so far this season, the opening drive has not produced a touchdown, which to your point, Ali, you talked about how much harder it can be in terms of the scheme when you are playing from behind You have a lot less flexibility in what you're able to do. Maybe. Um, Does it feel like a coincidence at this point? Is there something in terms of the opening drive that's happening? Like, I'm sure it's something that you guys have talked about ad nauseum at this point, probably. So um, what does it feel like when you're out there of why this kind of keeps being a bit of a struggle?
2: It's tough to say. I think you know, start fast is always a, is a cliche term, but it's true. Like you really, when you, if you start with the ball or even your first drive on offense, you really want to go put points on the board, take some off the defense, put yourself in a good position and feel good about what you're doing. But at the same time, when you're coming out, you that's the first, the first drive is you are still feeling it out. You're still figuring out what they're going to do. And it's not as easy. I think we have improved on this. At least our drives, like moving the ball. And getting down the field, like we've had some really good ones over the last few weeks and gotten some field goals, gotten some points, and still made something out of it. But yeah, it's like getting down in the red zone. You get down to the 30 in their territory, like you really want to finish in the end zone and really uh, put a statement on that first drive and make yourself, make the team feel good about where you're going that game.
1: And I know we talked about the fact that the four games before this had just been um, an incredible picture of what this offense can be. What had it felt like during those games of what had changed, what had clicked, what were the things that you feel like as you look back at that in the middle of it? How did that feel and what seemed to be the big thing where you were like, all right, yes, we've gotten this figured out now?
2: It felt like um, we were just – we were executing well. We were executing what was called. And earlier in the season, we had ups and downs in both run and pass game. And it's, I think it's just part of it with a lot of moving parts, a lot of new pieces, guys in different places, new coaches. And I always – would say like we just need to keep trusting each other, trusting ourselves as far as executing and trusting the coaches to put us in the best position. And I think we did that. Um, and you saw over the last four games or those last four games, those things were clicking, things were going up and we we're making making plays, uh, sticking to the run game, creating creases, creating holes, getting some explosives. Um, and that's a, because those things don't just happen, especially with a new offense, a new group, it takes some time to get, Comfortable and to gel, and for it to really start to work, and you saw that happening. Yeah, I love, I love the the the
3: explosive that you guys you have so many talented guys that like given the opportunity, they'll make a guy miss. And the, the, I think the 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 upside of this offense is just amazing. And I think that given enough reps at it it'll continue to show, I yeah. think. And that's what you're starting to see towards the end of the season. Now, obviously, this past week was a uh, setback, but you know what you have. talk about the, the confidence of the team and you know the guys in the locker room and leaning on each other, all those things. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the run game specifically, I know, really started to explode a lot more lately. And for you guys specifically as an offensive line, what were some of the things that did take time that when it comes to this scheme and that now you feel like you could see a lot of tangible improvement in the way that you guys are understanding the scheme, the way that the scheme is working for for you guys, and then just some of the, I'm sure, growth communication in in such a new unit.
2: Yeah, I think one thing is like you start to really get a feel for how the back's going to hit these runs too because a lot of them them are, you know, press front side, cut back. And so when that's the case, then you know how the defensive linemen are going to try to get off. You know where the linebackers are going to play. And at first, you know, I think sometimes we would end up out of position, not ready for them to bounce back or hit the front side. But over the course of the season – We've gotten a good feel as to how long we could stay on the double teams, uh, where the backers are going to be. Maybe when we come off the double teams, where they're looking for the back to be. So knowing how to cut them off from getting there—that's um, been a, that's been a huge part of it.
3: Yeah, I think that, to
2: your point, it, it does take
3: time to to establish the the, the feel uh, between the backs and the offensive line. And the truth is, like you can watch it on tape and you can draw it up on the on the blackboard, but like you don't really know. You really don't have a feel uh, until you get substantial reps at it and often that take that sometimes you take i know fans don't like to hear it but it can take years <laughs> to to establish and especially amongst you know an offensive line the guys next to you that yeah. sometimes can take you now not you don't always you don't really have the luxury of that sometimes but the truth is that's what it takes yeah and i think that you you were starting to see that those past past couple games that you guys were really starting to get a feel i mean like you could dog a dude and have a great freaking block but if you're not in alignment with running backs doing or what, what, you know, the guy next to you is doing, it doesn't, doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't so, matter. So you're starting to get that. It feels like you guys were starting to get that flow a little bit.
2: Yeah, we always say, like, 11 guys on the same page. Like, it takes all 11 to get, to get one play to go well. You need 11 guys, and you got 67 plays a game. So that's a lot of guys doing everything right a lot of the time. And sometimes, like this last week, just, you know, you have a guy here and there. And sometimes that's all it takes is 10 guys doing one thing, I mess up something and you miss and you miss it.
3: Right, and then, and then it's also uh, eleven guys doing the right thing. So, like, let's say like you're you're uh, engaged, an offensive lineman's engaged with a defender, right? And so like you're, you're driving them off the ball and your your you're, you're front side, and you feel like you got a great fit. And you know, running back cuts it backside, and all of a yeah. sudden, your the defensive tackle can just like shed you. It's like, well, I thought I had a good fit, but yeah, it doesn't. You have to have eleven guys doing the same thing. You know, like that's yeah. the, that's the big piece of it.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest, brought to you by Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio.
0: Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Back to your co-hosts, Allie Marpet and Casey Fellows.
1: Welcome back in to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. And we are here in the Hooters Owls Nest, joined by Robert Hainsey. we talked about just the evolution of the run game and the scheme so far this year. Um, when Coach Canales came in, what were some of the things that you guys uh, really liked about what his scheme was going to be and just getting to know him as a new coordinator and as a coach?
2: Um, I, I can say a lot of good things about Coach Canales. The way he approached everything this year and a new role, a new job, like his mentality has been awesome. I think he has a real, he has a real, really good feel for the game and he cares a lot about us as players and him, his job like the way he does it um I love the way that when he came in he's like this is he wasn't like this is what we're doing he's like this is how I see it I want to know how you guys see it I want everyone to mesh together and feel
1: kind of a collaborative thing yeah, yeah I want
2: everyone to feel good about what we're doing so if you don't feel good about it like we got to talk about it and we can we can work out the kinks and move on so that was that was really cool to see
3: I think one of my favorite things from outside looking in is, like, all right, so when you get a new coach and you have their excitement, enthusiasm, like during OTAs or whatever, like they're always so positive, right? It's like everybody, you know, but there's really nothing at stake, you know? It's right. easy to be positive at that point. Mm-hmm. And you nobody's get,
1: lost a game nobody's yet. Nobody's lost yeah. a game
3: yet. And you start to get to training camp, and everybody starts to get a little tighter, yeah. right? So they're supposed to get a little bit more uh, anxious. And then when the game starts rolling, you kind of default to, you know, Cursing at people, do it like that. Seems to be a, a common theme with amongst coaches. Mm-hmm. I will say, outside looking in, that has not been the case. It's this not. Dude's been true to form, keeping it positive. Like it's, which is like I think an ideal for a player, right? It,
2: yeah, it's who he is. Because um, you still know that he's gonna that what he expects from you, and honestly, that mentality that he has even makes you want to play for him a little more. Like doesn't makes you want to not let him down, yeah. as opposed to you know, like you said, just getting yelled at, getting cussed out, like, you're like, all right. But for him, you like, he really cares. He's really positive. And you're like, okay, I don't want to let this guy down.
3: That's awesome. I feel like, I, uh, so we I've talked uh, quite a bit with other guys about, like, what makes a good coach, right? And I think that a guy that's going to stand, a coach that's going to stand on the table for you is probably the n- one of the number one quality. It's not like you know, scheme or, or, you know, uh, technique or things like that. Those are obviously important, and he's got that. But, like, will a coach stand on the table for you? And, like, that, having that belief as a player is huge. And so if guys have that, I think that will, again, just continue to show. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. I think before the game, I saw it looked like most of the offensive line, if not the whole offensive line, standing in a circle, barefoot on the field, throwing something back and forth to each other.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, like, not – it's me, Tristan – uh, Justin School, Pat O'Connor, K Dot, and Cokeith, Dave Wells, Vito come out there. It starts just as like grounding exercise. So we go out. Like, so
1: barefoot, barefoot is the yeah. also important part of this. That okay. these these are the the barefoot gang that come out.
2: And where did
3: the where did the barefoot where did the belief where's the evidence what what Sure, it's out there. Okay.
2: <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I can explain. Mean, it's, it to anecdotal. You... it's
3: anecdotal. It's okay, anecdotal. No, I'm pretty you. sure it's real. Okay, okay.
2: But
1: he heard from a guy who He's heard got from a guy. guy. Yeah. But
2: okay. like, it starts as that, and then we have like three lacrosse balls. Okay. And we stand in a circle. Okay. And just throw them back and forth. Okay. So it's like some grounding, some hand-eye coordination, and really, it's just fun. Like for me, <laughs> that's for all, me, that's for all, me, yeah. all it is is okay. It's an extra 25 minutes of doing something, laughing, instead of so where I'm not just sitting at my locker thinking about the game. Which it makes a huge difference. It feels it's a time filler, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, you get to the locker room so early. So like, early, you, you got to
3: it, The it, it's you do got to warm up, and you got to do. Th- it's good to have that time because you need to figure out your thing and what you do to get ready. Um, but it is a lot of time, and I think that having fun is yeah. a pretty good way to get ready for a game. I think a lot of people out again outside looking in would think that's like, all right, you know, sort of. Bang your head against the locker, like type yeah. type of thing. Like, listen to the kind of music. that gets That's you fired yeah, exactly that's going to be the best player. And there are some guys where it's like, oh, that's what you need to be, play your best football. But not everybody needs that. In fact, and for
0: three
1: hours, you can't do that. Probably you, you
3: can only clench your clench your fist for so long. I yeah. mean, it's like you start to fatigue, and so like you need to do the things. I think, and this is my experience as a player, was like to sort of ease back a little bit because I and I noticed for myself that like when you're too riled up and you listen to the music and you you know. Like you often get a little overexcited, you know, start making some mistakes that you don't normally mistake uh, make, and it's like only when you're kind of in your, uh, you know, calm, like that's when you start playing your best football. At least for me,
2: yeah, I've noticed that too this year. I think the calm, the calmness, and like the the calmness is correlated with like a rise in confidence for me too. Where just you could kind of trust yourself, trust what you're doing, and you don't have to like think so much about what's about to happen but i think i i prepare during the week pretty heavily so that on sundays i don't really have to think that much yeah i
3: think that's also a pretty big piece of it so not i don't know if everybody can do that like i know that like there're some guys that, like in their locker, like you know, going over the stuff, the the game plan, and and the specific looks before before the game, and I'm like, it's like cramming for a test. I mean, like,
2: yeah, um, yeah okay. You either know it or you don't. You at this
3: point. Know, and... or you don't know it you It's nice yeah. to get a little reflect, uh, ref- a, a quick review, a quick yeah. review. Yeah. But no, um I think it's true. I mean, I, I, I watched it outside again when I was inside. I'd look, watching Hainsy, Hainsy does. Uh, prepare like a pro and like has such a good understanding of the offense and what other guys need to do. And you can sort of rely on him to sort of communicate the things that need to get done. And I think that makes Sundays a little uh,
2: easy, I say uh, easier. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is there a winner and a loser to this game you guys play out there when you're throwing the <laughs> lacrosse balls or is it just uh we just throw it around. There's no, no takes.
2: It's a team, and then we don't quit until someone catches two or three at the same time. So, because like, you you're just throwing them around, so you're calling names out, and then at some point, some like two, two. people say the same name. You got to try to catch both, or there's three of them.
1: So that's what it the takes. The triple to catch end is it.
2: rare, but it does Has happen. It and okay. It's exciting. Have you ever gotten a triple catch? I haven't gotten a triple. Uh, catch. <laughs> well, <laughs> now we it? know the goal I'm for this next week. I've the double. I okay. got the
3: okay. okay. triple.
1: This is so important. I love it. And you talk about like the chemistry that you guys have is so important, and um, you mentioned that now, like, you're you're the guy that is the, the little field general out there making all the calls, making all the protections and everything. How confident do you feel about that part of your game at this point in terms of a whole new offensive line, all these different people around you in so many ways, and then you're the guy that's out there kind of calling all these protections out? How does that feel?
2: Um, it feels really good. I feel I'm very confident in that space, but like I said, because I know that I prepare for it well. And I also know that um, they trust me. So that, But that means a lot to me. That's not just a, something I take lightly. Like, I take a lot of pride in the fact that they do trust me and that I know I can help guys out, get them on the same page, and that if I don't, like, that weighs heavily on me. So I, like, again, don't want to let the unit down.
3: Yeah, I I can totally appreciate that because you do need a center that has that mindset. And I will say that the calmness that is needed, I think, or I don't know if calmness is the right word, but again, just to have that, that sort of a sense of ease when you're playing uh, is helpful to have as a center because like, uh, there's so much thinking that goes into it. And if you're, you if got to be clear-headed. Yeah, if you're so riled up, you can't really think. It's kind of like, like, uh, I, I kind of would equate it to, like, I don't know, you're playing Jeopardy at home, you're doing trivia or something. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. Like, je- do, 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 I know all okay. the answers. If you go up there <laughs> and try and play or have to do a competitive trivia or something like that, like, all of a sudden it takes you a couple seconds longer to remember it. Yeah. Like, it <clears throat> I, that's so important, I think, as a center to be able to be grounded, so to speak, and to, to be able to communicate those things.
1: I thought it was cool to have both of you in here to talk about this since both of you played center when that wasn't the original plan maybe uh, is is a good way to put it. So tell me the things that are most challenging about the position at large and then having to learn the position at such a high level.
3: How many games did you play at center dude? I sucked at center. <laughs> I was bad. I did. I did. Listen, I, was, I did my best. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I. I think my honestly my snaps were terrible. Like <laughs> I worked on it too. It just like it just didn't click as the way as it should. Like I remember looking at film at one point, and and James was like super. Uh, nice to me so yeah it's like trying to make it accommodating it's so like at one point i remember looking he was like two yards off to the right of me like not directly back when he's taking a shotgun snap
1: because he knew that. he knew it he was
3: gonna go two yards to the right <laughs> i was like james why wouldn't you just say something I like, ah, i don't know and then like <laughs> and then like uh uh tom comes in and he's like i wasn't really playing center there but like has very specific like you need to do it this the towel <laughs> this you know it's like totally different framework anyway uh so snaps for me not great i will say also the oneies. like there's you're always on the on alert for like the one the one looks that, like you might get this one pressure and i think that that's hard like i would like almost hyper fixate on those yeah. things because you like, go through the that, week yeah exactly like,
2: oh we're gonna get this crazy look but you go through the week and you see 13 different third down looks that they've done throughout the whole season, but they can only do two right. in the game. So there's this crazy one that you're like, All right, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. It never shows up. And, you're like, <laughs> and then it's also, yeah. it kind of looked like that. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was that look. And then it's totally not. You I think the biggest thing for me has been, well, I mean, I, reminding myself too that this is my only my second year playing real football at center has helped me yeah. and like not trying to get too high or too low on myself. Um, But again, gaining an understanding of the offense over the last couple of years, like even learning the offense before Coach Canales got in, like it, most of it translates over. It's a lot of the same stuff in certain ways, and the getting an understanding of defenses has been huge over the last two years while I was playing. Like seeing the defense differently, and that was so different this year going into games. And when you walk up to the ball and you look across, what I saw versus what I saw last year. I also had a lot of out more outs last year with Tom, just knowing that he would. He could take care of stuff that, like, yeah. yeah. usually that maybe usually we would have to, but he had his
3: own deal, yeah. you know. And that's a, that's, a, I mean, a huge point. Like, who the quarterback is, like, really kind of dictates the center's play. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there are to- like with Tom, like, he wanted it a certain way, and he knew his problems. I'm not saying other quarterbacks don't, but like, he knew what his problems were, and he was ex- willing to take those on yeah and so it's like okay you want it that way like that's just the way that it is and I think there's sometimes some quarterbacks uh you know if you can take a little bit off their plate from a protection standpoint mm-hmm. it's like you because that's what you that's what you look at you look yeah. at protections all day and you you kind of understand the problems it kind of makes it I say easier for the quarterback to you know only look at a couple couple different things. Yeah.
1: We're talking to Robert Hainsey. Um, You brought up uh, what it is like to be a center for Tom Brady, including the towel. I feel like this is one of the funniest things that I was very excited to ask you about. Mm-hmm. So explain the towel. Tell people how this came about and how you learned about this.
2: Well, the way I learned about it was I got drafted here. And they're like, you're playing center. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then OTAs didn't really matter. Nothing mattered. And then camp started. And they're like, you need this towel. I was like, for what? And they're like, to keep your butt dry so the ball doesn't get wet and Tom's hands don't get wet. I was like, I probably won't be snapping to Tom much at my rookie year, but okay. <laughs> yeah, just in um, case. Famous I last remember, words. I, yeah, right. And I remember uh, I remember AQ showing me in the he He's like, this is how you do it. He's like, fold it. Hot dog, <laughs> hamburger. <laughs> There's a system. Down the pants, baby powder. I still do the towel. Um, just because I do sweat a lot and I know it's better for the quarterbacks. I just It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing it's to do. It's the right thing to do. I don't love it, but yeah. it's the right thing to do. That's a good way to put it. And uh, I don't do the powder anymore, though. Okay. No powder. Yeah. Okay. And that's been fine. Yeah. I've done well. And They're- I remember this, like I would ask Baker, like, hey, is the ball what? He's like, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, no, tell me. He's like, No, it's fine. And I was like I, I super, don't take offense. I yeah. finally like halfway or like through training camp, I was like, You gotta let me know if the ball's wet. And he's like, dude, it's fine. I was like, All Chill right. out. You're like yeah. you,
1: you had like PTSD from like yeah. Tom, Tom needing it like so dry and perfect. Because I heard even that like during the rain game, you were doing so much to try to stay dry, which was just the most futile effort, I'm sure, in a Downpour
2: this year, this
1: year, yeah. That I heard you um, were like, Oh, I don't want to sit on the bench. Oh, I don't want to do this because it's wet and I'm trying to change pants. And I'm tra- is this is this accurate?
2: Yeah, I, I did kind of <laughs> give up, but like I was, I definitely wouldn't sit. I didn't sit on the bench because you can't, like, because <laughs> it soaked. soaked. Okay, so like it's yeah. already wet enough. And I was just first time I ever had a hand warmer on during a game, that was weird. Uh. Not to like my hand was cold, but to just keep it with a towel in there to keep it dry. Oh, wow, yeah, you keep drying it off because like the h- towel on your hip gets soaked, yeah. So that was a that was a new new thing for me. I was like, I never, I never. I was like, Jens, do you have you wore, do you wear this? He was on there. He's like, I was like, the back, front. What do you do? <laughs> I yeah. was like, what's the move? He's like, well, whatever's
3: comfortable. Well, here's the thing. Also, Jensen is uh, uh, not the biggest sweater.
2: So no, like, he didn't. He didn't have the issue with it like I did. Yeah,
3: there are some guys that are heavy, heavy sweaters. I happen to be a heavy, heavy sweater, and so I think back to the balls that I was giving Jameis. And again, just,
1: well, this, maybe this is part of the problem oh
3: with the snaps. My <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So big problem. Uh, he was getting a wet ball all the time. So for <laughs> okay. a guy. And then he's kind of the same, uh, similar yeah. to the Baker's like, uh, like, uh, it doesn't matter what what's going on. Like, I'll just get it done kind of guy. So it's like, he's not going to complain. I yeah. just,
1: I love that idea. It was a torrential. Downpour. Trying to keep it dry. And I loved the dedication that you were just going to do whatever it took to try to get that. I thought that was really good. And also Baker
3: probably doesn't like care. And he's like, I'm chill. Whatever. It's
1: all fine. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters. The original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.
0: Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Once again, your co-hosts, Allie Marpet and Casey Phillips.
1: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Hooters. Coming to you from the Hooters Owls Nest, Casey Phillips, Ali Marpet, and Robert Hainsey. Uh, so we talked about how you ended up moving to center. It wasn't the original plan. Tell us kind of this pathway of what you remember about when you were the whole draft process, coming to the Bucks, and then learning that this was a possibility for you.
2: Yeah, so I played tackle all four years at Notre Dame. Um, knew that when I got towards the end of the career, like, you start talking to people, and I go, oh, they see you kind of as an inside guy. I'm like, all right, cool. Never played there, but whatever. Um, went to the Senior Bowl, and my plan at the Senior Bowl was, I'll just play both guards. I'll play re- tackle, play right tackle, or left if they need me to, I guess, and both guards. And I did... One day of practice, and then we had some meetings with some teams. If I'm remembering this correctly, I think it went like practice, just played the guards, met with some teams. They asked about it. No one was like, we need to see you. No one said we need to see you play center. It was just like, okay, that's good. That's a pretty good plan. We knew that you're probably going to transition to the inside. The second day of practice, um, it was one-on-ones, classic fantastic drill it's
3: <laughs> the standard for like,
2: that's, the, that's, the, that's, the one. <laughs> that's the one that keeps you up at night Yeah. and uh the center had gone and there was like a, just the briefest lull of someone going in and for whatever reason, i was like ah screw it i'm going and i went to center wow and i just i, I think i rolled the snatch back yeah. but i had some, a couple good reps wow and i was like oh, all right cool And then my quarterback was there, which was cool from college, so I would, like, stay after with him. I was like, hey, I need you to get some snaps and help me figure this out a little bit. But I did those one-on-ones. I was like, oh, that was fun. And I was like, let me – I told the coach, let me get some in team. Let me get some reps in team. And that went all right. So then I did it the next couple days, and then I played some in the game. And that was my first time snapping in a a football setting. Wow. Where it, like, actually mattered. Like, I actually went against someone.
1: In your audition for the rest of your life, yeah. This is like a yeah. Yeah.
3: The senior bowl, like you want all the conditions to be as perfect as you can to perform at the best level. This guy, yeah. Let me do something I've never done before (laughs) and just see how this goes. That's awesome.
2: But it's I'm talking, you know, with guys after the fact, like that's what got me drafted here was the fact that I did that and they saw that I could potentially do it and that you know they knew they had uh, like AQ around who was going to be there that year to. Like he could probably help a lot with that. So, looking back, I'm really glad I did it. And I really enjoyed the transition to this position. I think it fits me well. I think it fits mm. my skill set. And I've, it's been a lot of fun, like really growing at it, seeing the growth, especially because, like I said, two years in, three years, but two years playing real football, like the amount of change I've seen in the game, my game is crazy. Like, even coming to the camp this year, different completely different player in person than i was the year when i ended the year before and i expect the same thing the next few years as i continue to grow because it's it is still new to me i've been playing football for forever but i haven't been doing this that long
3: yeah well it, <laughs> it, again it looks like it's something you've been doing for a long time and it yeah. feels like again you've sort of taken that on and i think that uh that mindset right it's like oh i am a center i'm not a tackle that plays center, I'm not a guard that plays center, I'm not a guard that plays tackle, whatever. I think that's really actually easy to do when you get comfortable in a position. It's like, oh I'm that guy and you sort of identify with it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you could sort of re identify or make that switch to like, oh no, no, this I'm gonna be the best X that I can be, then you start to sort of grow and take off. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We, you talked about uh, AQ Shipley was here when you were here and I know you still train with him in the off season. and then you also have had, you know, even after his injury, Ryan Jensen has stayed around and been in all the meetings, been at all the practices. How have the two of them uh, contributed to who you are at this point in center?
2: Yeah, it's been over the last couple of years, it's been nice having Ryan around to uh, just have another voice, who's a guy who's done it at such a high level for a long time and kind of help you feel things out, help explain things. Like, everyone does things differently, and sometimes the things he did, he would do don't work for me, but sometimes they do. And But even if it doesn't work for me, being able to try it and realize that, it's like you can kind of cross it off the list. Um, the last couple years I've trained with AQ since my rookie year because, you know, um, again, I was playing center my rookie year on scout team, and I didn't realize, like, I had no idea what the NFL was like, what meetings were like, and I remember coming in, and then we watch. Uh, once the season starts, we watch practice, but we don't watch the scout team. I was like, "What are we doing? I gotta watch my reps. I'm doing these reps for nothing. Like, what's the, what's the point?" <laughs> so I would stay. I would, we'd finish that meeting, and I'd be like, "Hey, AQ, can we go watch? Uh, can we go watch these reps? <laughs> I can figure out what I'm doing." Um, and so we did that all year, and I was kind of like, "Hey, what?" Do, um, when the off season came, I was like, "What should I do?" He's like, well, I'm gonna be out in Phoenix. I used to just..." If you want to come train, I'll train you because we worked we worked together a lot, and so the last two years we've done that, and it's been really cool because he understands football at a very high level, and he's he's got uh, great like weight programs that he's that he used he used the same ones he used uh, from Buddy, yeah, the Arizona Strength Coach when he was um, doing his off season training, but the best part about it is that like from March, basically from March on, I'm always doing football. Because we do, we lift and we do drills pretty much four days a week while we're out there training. Like that's kind of what it was about because we needed to, that's what I needed to work on the most. So then you do March, I do my off season there, come back for OTAs, you're lifting here, you're working out, you're doing some football, then you, I go back see with them in the summer, doing the same thing, working out, doing football, then you come back for camp. So I'm like almost year round, like training f- football specific stuff with a guy who. Helps me a lot in those areas. So it's been um it's been an awesome experience to work with him because he's done he's done a lot for me.
1: That's amazing. I remember when you were out there at one point, he ended up doing an interview on the Pat McAfee show. And it turned out you were currently training, like you were in lifting yeah. while this interview is <laughs> happening live. Oh, that's awesome. And then they were like, Oh, he's here? Like, let's go see and he takes the phone over and starts videoing you. Squatting live on the Pat McAfee show.
2: Were you doing like what kind of weight? And do you this have is on the what bar? I was yeah, I got, like, like <laughs> two seventy five. <pounds>. Oh, <laughs> embarrassing! It was a it was <laughs> speed
3: day, dude. Oh my god, that's like my worst nightmare. It was a like, speed day. It got you on a speed
2: day. Nah, it's all right. Yeah.
1: And didn't you say it was like you're you were like done, like it was the end of it too. I racked
2: it, uh, and they were like one no, more. I was like.
1: So they're, like, cheering him on and yelling at him while he's in there doing his last rep with not nearly the weight he would want on national television. Oh, it's tough.
3: <laughs> tough luck. It's a big following, too. It was no, only you... on YouTube at the time. Okay. Well, that's better. Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what you would keep telling yourself. Yeah. Just like, Don't worry about it. It was only on that one. Um, what do you think are the are the things that people... Don't understand about playing both offensive line and center specifically for the both of you of the things that people don't appreciate the things that are incredibly hard and challenging. This is your chance. Go ahead, vent vent about the challenges. I don't
2: know everything, <laughs> anything.
3: I think that uh, like a similar like a quarterback. I think uh, there's a responsibility. It's like if. Someone else doesn't know what's going on. It's like Hainsy, why didn't you tell him? Like, <laughs> like Hainsy, like how do you, how did that guy yeah. mess, mess the thing up? Like, yeah. you
1: suddenly you're the dad suddenly, of the line. Yeah, exactly.
3: So has hey, got a, he's there. He's paid too. He should know what he's <laughs> going on. Like, you know that kind of stuff. So I think that there's a there's a locus of ownership that's uh, involved with uh, playing center. And you, I don't know. It's, it's kind of nice. You got to own that,
2: right? Yeah, I think Allie referred to a little bit when we were talking about divisional opponents, and you said that the game within the game—that phrase and that's is big with those guys but really all the time and that's something I'm like beginning to start doing like the last for a while I couldn't cuz I was like I was like I need to just do these things right I can't get start getting crazy and I've started to like add those things in um I think the the biggest thing people don't understand is like it's just you're right in front of a guy and he's trying to go that way and you're trying not to let him and, like, every, you have to do everything in your power to not let them do what they want to do. And snap and,
1: the ball first where you can't just immediately throw your hands like everybody else.
2: Yeah. yeah. I also talk about uh, – I also talk. have said this before where the time between when the quarterback starts calling the play to the time when the ball snapped, like, the amount of things that can happen that you can think about. you go. I mean, you could write pages on just that Not eight or nine seconds. And yeah that's, no a, question. that's a big thing
3: no no question i think and that's where like the having reps out and having experiences you sort of you can sort of anticipate and things start to come uh, a little bit faster because things start to fall into like patterns a little bit and that's i think what you see with the the centers that are able to play a long time because really uh, they uh, i mean i don't know about right now but really it seems that centers can have a pretty long career uh, uh because they can sort of uh, think their way <laughs> out of things you know I'm yeah. not saying that they don't need to have the physical skill set but they can get creative uh, within at, that, at the position
1: we're talking to Robert Hainsey um, so this offensive line either ev- you're the only consistent person in terms of at the same spot as it started out last year which is wild and yeah. uh, so tell me about how you guys have come together as group. some of the individual guys how you guys have Tate cut on certain identities. I thought about spe- especially how people were worried, oh, when Ryan Jensen went out, he was the mean one on the offensive line, and people were asking if you were going to take on that role. I feel like after watching the Mic'd Up last week, maybe Luke Gedeke is actually the more appropriate swap-in for that. It feels like he just wants to fight people all the time. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, that's pretty accurate.
1: <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I got the feeling on. If people haven't seen the Mic'd Up, it's very funny. That is awesome. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, tell us, tell us a little about Luke and what all he has brought to in this new position, new role on the offensive line.
2: Yeah, well, the whole group, has been it's been fun to grow together, um, like you said, with a lot of changes and getting the opportunity to come out and everyone move, moving around, and then you have things to improve on, like I talked about at center, like Luke going back to right tackle, Tristan going to left, uh, Cody coming to the league, Matt and Stinney playing. Like Everyone had the stuff that they wanted to get better at, and I think we all did that together, which was really cool. Um, I think we all have different strengths, but we found a way to mesh well together and work well together. Uh, we communicate well and are able to kind of, like you said, like we talked about a little bit earlier, um, as you start to go through the season, you get the feel as for how things are going to go. And as that grows, that was kind of part of it too. Like, you don't really know how everyone plays. You got to figure that out. And like Ali said, like that takes time as we started to do that. It's gotten, you've felt it go up and up and up. And it, that's a really cool feeling.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And how have you seen Tristan handle that move over to left?
2: I think Tristan's done a fantastic job. We we talk about it a lot because I was actually just telling them, like you know I was like dude think about how many reps you took at right tackle between college and your first three years here like tens of thousands if not more. Um, I was like you're you need to like you're gonna need those two at left like it's not all gonna click right away. I think you've done an awesome job this year, but I was like you have so much. There's so much to grow on. So much room to get better, and he's like, I know, I think it's – and that's exciting. I was like, exactly, it should be because that's kind of how I feel. and That's how you have to feel. You have to – you never, you can never feel like you made it. You always have to be wanting to get better and better and better.
1: And how about Cody? What, what have you seen in his growth from coming out as a rookie and starting, and again, smaller school, having to make that adjustment and the way that he's grown and progressed?
2: Yeah, he's done an awesome job. I mean, you started your rookie year, right? Yeah, Donovan and I. Like, mm-hmm. that's – it's great. I think offensive line and quarterback – are probably the two hardest positions to start as rookies up there, at least. No, and I, you're not going to hear any. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> y- while you two are in the room, you we know, we bring the next player in, there might be <laughs> something different. But yeah, I don't know. I just he's done. He's grown so much and done an excellent job. I think back to my rookie year, like I was like, there's no, I had no chance. Like there was no way. There is a sort
3: of trial by fire aspect where it's like if if you're called, you just like. <laughs> you just got to figure it out yeah so like i think that you would have given that opportunity um i i think um and i do think that cody has uh consistently gotten better and there's so much upside and it, it, from my conversations with him it seems like he again similar mindset that you're talking about right it's like that growth like like the best football obviously the best football is yet to come i mean he's going to be a much better football player next year and the year after that mm-hmm. but similar to you and tristan which i think is that mentality uh is so that's like what successful players do yeah
1: all right, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.
0: Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983.
1: It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, coming to you from the Hooters Owls Nest, Casey Phillips, Allie Marpet, and Robert Hainsey. Uh I would love to hear who you think on the team that does not play offensive line. Would be good at it if they maybe had the the offensive line build. You, ooh, okay. Wow, that was that quick, was quick. Yeah. easy.
2: Really?
3: What would be be? Uh, mentality? What uh, Mentality.
2: He's already like halfway. He's already almost there. He's like a <laughs> blocking tight end. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He makes plays. Just grafted him in. On the touchdown a couple weeks ago. He can get it done. Yeah. And but, he like
1: yeah. walked off the field the other day with his face all bloody. And like he seemed to just freaking love it. Like, he was just so. <laughs> eating, eating it up. Happy about Dude, it. Talk
3: about a football guy right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So if you were not going to play offensive line, if you were going to play something else, what would you want to play?
2: I think it'd be so much fun to play safety. Just be just be back just be back there, see see everything. Yeah. Ball hawking. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: I think I always (laughs) imagine offensive linemen are going to pick something where they get to have the ball. Like I'm just assuming that's the plan, especially after watching how excited Tristan was to get to run with it for like a hot second earlier.
3: I will say, uh, Haynes does a fantastic job chasing the ball. He's oh, usually around the ball carrier. I think Mm -hmm.
2: that's something you coach for. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, so (laughs) I I really do. Not a lot
3: of people do. I I didn't. I was gassed. Like (laughs) that was
2: like a big thing for us in college. Like the whole group. The whole group had to sprint to the ball. It wasn't like a, yeah, it was just like a, the mentality was, and the, what I still believe is like, we should be the guys picking our guys up. Like, be the first one there with your hand out to pick them up so they know, like, you got them. And it's if the, if the same thing, too. Like, the big one is if a guy ever ends up on the other team's sideline, like, go. you better be going to get them. Like, like strength not going to happen, but yeah. like, like, you got to be there for them. I like that. I've
1: noticed this. You take it as you are not just protecting them between the whistles. Like, you seem to really, I feel like every time there's any little chippy any anything, you're always right there to try to pull. Your, you're always the one trying to separate. You're not the instigator. You're always there to, like, save people. And I think that seems pretty cool that you. it's like you've taken the O-line role to mean that, too.
2: Yeah, I think, like, I'm able to stay pretty level-headed during games. Because, again, like, I think I have to right. because of the whole thinking aspect yeah, you go back and forth, talk with guys, but, like, I don't really ever see myself, like, getting so mad where, like, I throw a punch. Like, I just think I'm, I don't want to say, like, above that, but, like, I don't I don't think I would do that because I think, to me, that hurts the team versus helps the team. Und- undoubtedly. And hurts
1: your hand because they're probably yeah, wearing a helmet. You know, it's it, just it's not it's, a good idea. <laughs>
3: usually it's not a good idea, but when you get hijacked, things happen. Yes. I would exactly. say, but to, to your point as far as, like, having your guys back and like the guy who's, you know, say surrounded by defenders or, uh, or, you know, on the other side of the field, like by himself, like just having that support. Right. I yeah. Like you're not, you're not by yourself, you know, yeah. we're, we're in this together type thing. I think that's, I don't know if a running back would necessarily say he needs that or wide receiver say No, they wouldn't, that. they wouldn't, but I like that. But they need it. They need it. <laughs> they, need it. <laughs> they definitely need <laughs> it <Even laughs> if they're not asking for it. They need it. We're I talking like to that.
1: Robert Hainsey. Now the most important question of the day, how did Allie treat you as a rookie?
3: fantastically did it i you know uh, i can't <laughs> legitimately i don't i can't say that i do
1: you need me to have Allie leave the room and then we can hear the
3: yeah i yeah. i I don't i don't think that i was I no was, you guys were all great
2: well, i had a really good rookie year i think i was a good rookie too i think i did my best at it yeah and so like i tried to not like create not try to create no problems and as far as being a rookie goes
3: that's, that's a one of the most important characteristics <laughs> so of a rookie. like
2: i don't think i gave you guys really reasons to uh to, to do anything, but it was it was yeah. fun. We did okay. So you were you know.
1: nicer to him than Tristan.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> he,
1: he had to apologize to Tristan I on the show, we, the
2: show We we aired it
3: out. <laughs> I so with, uh, with Tristan's case. It was, I told him there's so much, there's just so many people were just telling him how great he was. Yeah. And someone had to break him down, <laughs> which is so clearly not the case. Like, nobody <laughs> needs to break anybody down, but I felt like I needed to break him down. <laughs> yeah. hey, and he's, he's a great player because he, of it. Of that, that, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, he, because of you. Because of That tough exactly, love you exactly. gave
1: him. That's pretty funny. So now looking ahead to this Panthers game, that is uh pretty dang important. Tell me what you remember about the first matchup against them this season, and, and some of the things that you guys know you're gonna have to key in on.
2: Well, they have a really the Panthers have a really good defense. They have a great front, a great, really good front seven. So we know it's not gonna it's gonna be a battle. That's gonna be a physical. It's gonna be a very physical game as far as for us on the offensive line goes. Um, but at the end of the day, like. Like those last four games, minus this, this one we just had, it's the scheme, it's trusting it, it's trusting each other, and it's executing and trusting your abilities because we all know we can do it. So just believe in yourself, believing in each other, and believing in what's called, making it work.
1: And what is it like when you guys are now playing, anytime you're playing the division team for the second time, what are the wrinkles that brings as compared to the first time you're playing them that season?
2: Yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier, like you're expecting them to have something for you that you haven't seen yet. But at the end of the day, when I kind of talked about uh, understanding defenses and seeing it better, now it's like when I can be in the huddle in those situations, usually this is like a third third down, obvious pass situation where you're going to get something crazy. I can be in the huddle and kind of look across, see what personnel they have on the grass, and then I have an idea of what I'm going to see. And whether I'm right or wrong, like it gives me a good starting point. And as I get to the ball, you kind you can see the structure And then even if it's something that we weren't prepared for, like based on the structure of my rules, like we can we can get it together and pick it up.
3: I think that's exactly it. It's it's kind of the patterns that start to emerge, like as you start to develop as a player, right, that you start to see that's like you can kind of only do so much out of certain looks. So, like, once you have a feel of, okay, this is sort of the spacing, this is the personnel, uh, you kind of, <laughs> the spidey senses kind of go yeah. up. It's like, all right, I think I have a, f- a sense of what's going on here. And that just allows you to play so much faster. So, yeah. uh, hopefully, again, you know that their defense, like, to your point, is they're going to break something that you haven't seen before. Like, that's what they're going to do. But you have general principles to sort of fall back on that can, maybe if they get you once, you can at least, yeah. you know, get yeah. it, fix it next time.
1: And now we will close with the most important part here. We have to congratulate Ali on getting married to his wonderful wife, Dear Megan. My, Look, my he got the ring on and ring everything. On.
2: Congratulations.
1: Got married this last week. Yeah. Uh, tell me how it went. How Dude. was it getting married in uh, in Jamaica, nonetheless? So
3: we got married in Jamaica. It was immediate family. It was awesome. That's was awesome. Super cool. I think, like, for, for us, it was making sure that we do a wedding that was, like, authentic to us. I feel like a lot of people, weddings are... Can be interesting, and I think for us it was important to do with family to keep it small, keep it a place that we we love. We've been before Jamaica, and then uh, we did a honeymoon and uh, we went to Norway, Arctic Circle, chasing Northern Lights. It was awesome. Must and be nice. It was, it was It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> no, that's awesome, but, dude. But yeah, that's... I, thank you. I will say she was the one who picked the honeymoon, the trip. So, like, when we were freezing in the Arctic Circle, it was so nice to be like, you picked it. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't force you to come here. You picked it. So, that That's felt amazing. really good. Was
1: that the first time you wished you had all that weight back on you, a little more warmth up oh, there? I was, like, I
2: was so cold. You get, <laughs> dude, you get cold. It's it This is a new
1: experience yeah, for it you? sucked. It
3: uh, sucked getting
2: cold. Pass um, that for uh Probably the way your joints feel.
3: Yeah, no, I'll, t- I'll still take getting cold yeah. uh, for um, you know all the other stuff. But How's walking downstairs? Fantastic. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. you I couldn't imagine. You, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't believe it. So
1: back on Allie and Donovan's show we had, we always had big man struggles. And I will say walking downstairs was never one of the ones that got brought up. So I appreciate this. You yeah. brought a whole new element here. Would you like to give some of your big man struggle laments sitting next to uh, maybe what you could look like after the NFL career? This is what we always say. Is everybody going turn into Allie? Or are you going to...
2: I would hope. I, I I hope. I hope I can look that good. I'll definitely like drop weight. It's tough for me to keep the weight on, like it was for you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. And I mean, the way my knees feel right now, sitting in this high chair, is terrible. Tough. <laughs> like they're screaming. <laughs> tough. Um, getting out of if you're ever in a small car, getting out in or out of a small car, yeah. low to the ground, is pretty rough.
1: That's never, a good one, never the small car. That's
2: why it always
3: astounds me when, like, the big money offensive line guys have, like, the, you know, the, yeah. the sports car. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. What are you doing? It's so uncomfortable. I, like, yeah, I know how miserable <laughs> that is in there. This it is looks
2: sick, but, like, no. This I is, know. a like, a tall person one. It, you don't have to be, like, big. But, like, even when you're, if you're in, like, an Uber or something and you're trying to get out and your foot gets cut because oh, like, your legs yeah. are too long and you're just, like. Trying to yank your foot, you're, out. Like, you're like
3: picking up your leg with <laughs> yeah. your
2: hand, like your arms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's I pretty appreciate. amazing. There's what, some good ones.
1: Yeah, what would be another one for you? Think,
2: um, sweating all the time, <laughs> sweating no matter stuff. what. Sweating. Do you sweat
1: less now that you've lost weight? I
2: sweat less, but I still sweat a lot. Yeah. Um,
3: but I, uh, I will say uh, one thing that on on the honeymoon, which is really nice. Uh, uh, in Scandinavian countries, they have two different like. Uh, duvet covers do different covers i've heard this it's really nice so like i get my own my wife Mm. now wife gets hers and because we operate at different temperatures so
2: it's it's it was uh i got the uh eight sleep and that's a game changer You're going to have to, I don't know, can can you tell us? No free ads.
1: Well, Robert, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck this next Sunday.
2: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me.
1: All right. That's going to do it for us on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.